medical information obtained from our website or the live show is not intended to be a substitute for personal care. If you have or you suspect you might have an illness or other medical condition, you should consult a health care provider. The opinions expressed on this radio program are not necessarily those of this radio show or their sponsors. Welcome to Body Talk Live with Jeremy Gateman of Total Fit and Rehab, coming to you from Century City, California. I'm your host, Lori V. Join us each week to learn something new about your body, pain, and solutions with the one and only Jeremy Gateman. And Jeremy, looking forward to a great show today. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing doing pretty good. I love our Thursdays. I love our Thursdays. (laughs) It's really great. Um... We're going to have a great show. We have Jeff back on who's going to talk with us a little bit more about medical marijuana, a little bit more about the cannabis in in his profession and how he's worked with other people in that. Uh, We also have um, a colleague and friend of mine, Dr. Dimitri Karayev, who's a rheumatologist. He's going to be on the show. I'm really looking forward to that. He's got lots of really great information. What I want to touch on yesterday real quick, I think we all are a little bit stunned in you living in Florida right. with all of the things that are going on with the school shootings. I think yesterday sort of all took us by surprise with the school shooting and, and how many deaths. And it's really overwhelming. And it is time that our Congress and whomever is in charge, I think we it, it's time to take a – what's that? Yeah, it does something about it. I think it's time that, that something definitely is done about it. I mean, we've had, I was doing some research, and we've had 20 shootings in 2017, and I'm not too sure if that included yesterday or not. But for me, that's too many. And I've got a young child at home who's, you know, entering into, uh, you know, he's in preschool now, but he's going to be going into nursery school and all these things. It's a little bit scary. Uh, it's a little is, bit scary. You know. It is. I mean, that's, uh, I guess a few years ago, by a, a movie theater near where I live, there was a shooting in the theater. And so, right, you know, right. we, we occasionally yeah. still go to that theater. Um, and I, not too long ago, you know, they had one of those cine bistros at the top. And so, you know, two people got engaged in the fight. And the first thing I'm thinking of is, oh, my gosh, let's get out of here. Because yeah, people are yeah. carrying guns and shooting each other. And, you know, I don't know. I know the laws are different in each state. But getting a gun should be harder than getting a driver's license, <laughs> you know. When you have I'm telling you, you have, I, men, have mental problems. How are they? How are they getting these guns? The problem, of I, course, is even if you restrict people from having yeah. guns, the bad guys are always going to have the better guns, and they're still going to get them. You know, I think that there's always going to be a place to to obtain guns. I think there's always going to be a place to. Uh, get weapons. And, and, you know, I don't know if we're ever going to be able to stop that because of black market on the streets, whatever it may be. But I think there's other things that we can control that minimize these effects that happen in our communities. Right. And, and uh, it, yeah. Yes. Yeah, you're making me think of, I think, in places like New York City or more urban areas, a lot of them, I believe, do have um, metal detectors. They know that the kids have to go through to make sure they're yeah. not carrying guns. Which, if you think about it, it's right. really sick that that has to be done. Well, but maybe it, it should be sick. for every school. You know, I was talking to a client of mine this morning, <clears throat> and uh, you know, he had recommended the same thing. He's, he travels to Israel for for business and for pleasure quite often, and he said, "Listen, you know, there is no school in Israel that doesn't have." Where you have to be searched. You know, your bags are checked, even the principal. And I think it's a great idea. You know, so what? You take an extra whatever time it may be to secure your school. I'm all for it. You know, I'm all for it. Yeah, I I agree. I think part of the issue there, though, is, you know, unless parents maybe volunteer to do it, where's the money going to come from? That's going to probably be one of the the bigger issues. 
But then again, you have it, to look at money versus um, the cost of somebody's life. And right, you know, what exactly. happened yesterday was, yeah, really a tragedy. I mean, 17 people, you know, all from some kid who was unhappy because his ex-girlfriend was dating some other guy. I mean, it's awful. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't even know the whole story, truthfully. All I know is that he was, uh, I think, a 19-year-old. He was uh, expelled from school for bad behavior. Right. And, uh, you know, that's really all I know. I don't know. You're just informing me of some other details about some type of relationship. But even so, I mean, you know, where are the parents? Where are the responsibility of these parents um, it, watching it their child? Yeah, unfortunately, I don't think it exists in, in times like when we were kids, you know, like my mom may have stayed home, my parent often stayed home until you were older. Um, I don't know. I'd like to write a book about that myself, Jeremy, about yeah. Parents yeah. that are screwing up their kids because you know they don't—they're all busy working and you know, everybody's under pressure. But the mm-hmm. kid is the one who then doesn't feel the love from the parents and says, "Well, I'll Absolutely. just go do whatever I want to do." Yeah, and then they end up as a bully, and the parents don't know what's going on, and it's—it's it's not their fault; it's the school's fault. Well, no, it's the parents' fault because the parents are supposed to bring the kids up, but you know, right. respectful in a certain way. You don't just right, toss right. them off. That, that would be like sending my dog to doggy daycare and he bites all the other dogs. And then the right. people say, you can, you know, it, 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 it's your fault. Well, you know what? In reality, it is my fault if I didn't train my dog right. properly. And the same works exactly. with people. And it's, it's interesting you use that as, uh, you know, <laughs> and it, as an example. And it's also, we had a birthday party a couple of weeks ago at this place with a bunch of different kids and their parents. And, you know, usually it's the moms that bring their kids. And there's this one okay. particular kid, and he has a tendency to pick on my son. And he pushes Aww. him in this. And, and it really bothers me, and it's really up to the parents. And the mom doesn't really do much about it. And for me, I know that this young child has older siblings. So I know that he's probably getting bossed around and pushed around by his older siblings. But that needs to be controlled. Because it turns into other things. Those behaviors carry on with you, not just in that age, but I'm, I, I guarantee that as he gets older, if he was bullied by his brother and or his older sister, it carries on with him as he gets older. And again, that's, right. a, parent, that, that's a parental thing. Gotta, yeah. you, you have to nail those things down. I, I agree. I mean, the, the bully kids often later in life become the bulliers. Yeah. So where yeah. you know, where are the parents? But see, my idea of a world would be totally different. And the ideas I have, people would scream, you know, civil liberties. But you know, maybe you right. shouldn't have five kids by five different five different people. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and collect government subsidies for doing that, and then not teach. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's just all that. Um, no, you know, there are plenty of parents who are good. You're a good parent, you know. But sure. there are plenty who just. And they they are in their own world and they don't really have the time to have the kids, but they've had them and now yeah. this is what happens. Yeah, it is. It, it it's a really sad situation. It's really tough. <clears throat> I really wish that yesterday didn't happen because you know lots of lives are going to change. You know these right. parents uh, lost their loved ones. I don't know how many teachers were involved or older adults were involved. We don't think yet have those that information but but just a, a really tough situation um, and and it just sort of breaks my heart being a parent but not even being a parent this should just never happen yeah now your your son being so young I mean are you able to teach him certain things that he'll understand at his age as far as you know how to treat people or if he sees Absolutely. somebody being bullied yeah we're to try and stop that Yep, yep. You know, we're my wife and I are super lucky that we have um, not only a great bond between the two of us, yet we, you know, may parent a little bit differently. You know, you can't necessarily parent 100% the same. It just isn't going to happen. Um, right. But we have a great relationship with our son, and we're, again, lucky, as I was saying, that our son is three and a half and he's got a really great head on his shoulders. He's beyond where he should be with his skills and his vocabulary. So, yeah, he does understand. Um, are there ups and downs? Of course. But we're ahead of the game, and I think that's where we wanted to be. It happened just because of 
who he is. Um, you know, there's definitely some parenting and skill involved in the work that my wife and I put into uh, our son, and that's what we want to do. That's why we had a child. Right. And um, it, 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 it's really great. Um, and you it's just time. a sad situation. Yeah. Yeah, you, you yeah. invest the time, and I think that's what's lacking uh, in a lot of situations. But we're, we're going to go to a commercial break, and before we do that, we are taking live callers at 888-627-6008. And if you'd like to visit Jeremy's website, it is totalfitandrehab.com. Stay with us. We'll be right back. NuVet Plus, your pet's best friend. NuVet Plus is an immune system builder that is safe for all stages of your dog's life. Helps eliminate most issues, including allergies, scratching and itching, hot spots, arthritis and joint issues, chronic ear infections, tear staining, lack of energy, digestive issues, and so much more. All natural, manufactured in an FDA-registered human pharmaceutical lab here in the USA, using ingredients sourced in the USA. Nothing artificial, no sugars, wheat, corn, or dyes. Never heat treated to help retain all the natural rich ingredients. Comes with a 60-day money-back guarantee and it's only pennies a day. Call us Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. Pacific Time. 1-800-474-7044. That's 1-800-474-7044. And tell them you're referred by All Paws Pet Talk Radio. Or go online to www.nuvet.com. That's www.nuvet.com. Use order code 33955. Again, www.nuvet.com, order code 3395. Put your pet on the path to good health. And welcome back to Body Talk Live with Jeremy Gateman. And Jeremy, you have caller Jeff on the line. Welcome to the show, Jeff. Yes. Hey, thank you very much. Hey, Jeff. How you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. We're Good. excited. You know, we, uh, I think we, you and I had a, a segment a couple of weeks ago talking about some really interesting stuff about what you do and sort of your background, and that's kind of what I want to talk about. You have been in studies and the knowledge of, uh, I guess you could sort of say, medical marijuana, and you also have a, a store. Yep. So I kind of yep. want to talk to you. Let's let's talk about that. So you've been working in this field for how long? Oh God, I would say the greater part of fifteen years. Yeah, and and what made you feel like this was sort of a passion for you? You know, you wanted to do this because I I know you really well, and it uh, uh, has been a real big passion for you to work with people and to help people. Um, that have medical issues. So what kind yeah, of grab you? I've always felt that there are so many different properties to the plant, and, yeah. uh, you know, the, the, the different cannabinoids can help different issues that people might be suffering from. Uh, so, so explain. If you want to have, like, an anti-inflammatory, uh, yeah. CBDs, uh, you know, are supposed to be the best for that. I know a lot of people that have seizures, uh, supposedly, um, you know, have uh, full relief of, of having seizures with, uh, with, you know, different CBDs as well. And for, you know, pain and sleep and stuff like that, THC works the best. So explain to, explain to us a little bit about the differences between THC and the CBD and what the differences are <clears throat> and how it works and the effects in the body. Well, uh, you know, the, the plant has different uh, cannabinoids inside of it, and, okay. you know, and each one of them has different properties. So um, there is a company called Care by Design, uh, mm-hmm. which makes an oil, and they have uh, different percentages of it. So if okay. you want to have a higher THC, 
it's at one percentage. And if you want to have it at a uh, high CBD, it's at, you know, a different percentage. So, okay. you know, once you can figure out exactly what it is, um, you know, I have a shop which is on uh, Colfax and Ventura called Perennial Holistic. And yep, yep. Uh, we have uh, plenty of the bud tenders there. Uh, can really help, uh, you know, maybe to figure out ex- the, the exact perfect one to use. But, you know, right. but, so, but each one of them acts, you know, and, and has different properties to it. And you've got people there at the store that uh, are knowledgeable and be able to help people if they come to the questions. Okay. Because uh, I know we part, our, our store was part of a program called. Um, um, it was uh, for uh, the cannabinoids, um, okay. and it was one of the the early people, the you know, the early groups that uh, that was um, it's called Project CBD, and okay. it was the original group that was doing the studies of CBD. Okay. So the the store is extremely knowledgeable in uh, you know in, in all of that. Great, and I know that you and I have worked. I know you've helped me. You know, I. I have been uh, diagnosed with ulcerative colitis now since probably 1999. Um, and I know that when you and I started working together, it really makes a huge difference. Um, I know you have had lots of experience with people with digestive issues, and that was a big plus for me. And, man, it works. It's, I'm yep, telling you. Absolutely. It, 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 absolutely. And, and I, I, I want to let people know out there that, you know, this is, you know, serious stuff. I mean, you really want to make sure, of course, that you you get the okay from your physician or whatever, but you find somebody that's extremely knowledgeable. And I give you tons of credit. The knowledge base that you have around this exceeds anything and everything that I've heard from anybody else. I mean, it's amazing. I, I really try to get some of my other clients and, and other people to you because of the vast information that you have. And it's great. And number one, I, I love you to death. You're such well, a great you person. And you put yourself out there first. You're, you're the type of guy that, you know, will give somebody anything that they need. And, and that's awesome. Not a lot of people out there. But I, I want to get back to talking more about the cannabis and the CBD and, and what, you know, what are the conditions that people are going to use uh, medical marijuana or recreational marijuana for? You know, uh, I mean, for recreational, it would be mostly, I would believe, you know, for relaxation and, uh, you know, just having a wonderful afternoon. Uh, yeah. But as far as medical, I mean, I, I think that, you know, in conjunction with exercise and, you know, a proper diet, I think can, yeah. you know, potentially treat a lot of things. You know, okay. will it fix a broken bone? I, I don't think so. But, uh, you know, will it get rid of headaches or make you hungry or, you know, have different effects? Uh, a- absolutely. You know, and, okay. and it's really just figuring out what it is that you need, you know, because each one of the plants is so different from one another. Uh, you know, the reaction. And you guys can person, help people figure that out, right? You guys can absolutely, help people figure it out. Absolutely. Okay. You know, they have okay, so uh, someone, indicas and sativas. So sativas so are, you know, more of an awake feeling and indicas are more of a, you know, narcotic sleepy feeling. Okay, well, so I'm gonna if someone jump, comes I'm gonna in jump and in says, here. Yeah, wait, guys, okay. I'm going to jump in real quick because we're going we're gonna to go to a break, so I want Jeff to stay with us. Um, if you'd like to reach Jeremy Gateman, it's 310-944-9477, Total Fit and Rehab. If you'd like to be a live caller, call in at 888-627-6008. We'll be right back.
Welcome back on Body Talk Live with Jeremy Gateman. I want to correct the phone number I just gave out. To reach Jeremy, it's 310-994-9477, Total Fit and Rehab. And welcome back to Jeff. And we've been talking about cannabis. And I kind of want to just jump in here real quick to ask a question yes. because you guys are in California, but not every state is legal for medical marijuana yet, correct? Uh, that is correct. That and is correct. Why? That is, that, that is, that is in know, California. Okay, why do you think why do you think it's not legal in every state? Uh, you know, I don't know. I think that uh, uh, federally, uh, you know, they they haven't approved it yet. So I think that you know, just different different states have different feelings, and uh, you know, the people that live there have different interests. Interesting. So okay. More like an insurance issue, but okay. And it's interesting because insurance doesn't cover. Right, Jeff? Insurance doesn't cover any type of purchase. Uh, you know, I, I I don't believe so. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's interesting. I, you know, I know that um, for me it was really important when you and I were working together to have something that wasn't going to give me any effects because for me I need to be on. I need to make sure that my brain is in full function. Um, and you gave me some of these really great yep. liquid tinctures. You put X number of yep, drops that, underneath that, your that, tongue. That was, that was the care by design. Man, I'm telling you, they, they're great. Um, I use one at night. I use one that I can have during the day that honestly gives me no effects whatsoever. And it really is super helpful to increase my digestion. <clears throat> But let's get back to, I want to get back to, to you here real quick and talk about some of the things that you specialize in. What are, what are the things that you've worked with in, in health issues with people, you know, arthritis, you've worked with people with cancer. I, I had a cousin that had uh, Crohn's disease, and uh, yeah. they were going to take out his, uh, his colon okay. or his large intestine. And, uh, yeah. I ended up uh, through a doctor, uh, Alan Frankel, uh, gave the suggestion of making uh, suppositories. And mm -hmm. we made a suppository which had a special blend of CBD and THC to it. And, okay. uh, yeah. you know, with a special preparation, uh, after a few months and uh, him really relaxing, uh, he relaxed a lot. And uh, after uh, I made the, the special suppositories, uh, over time, supposedly about seven months, uh, and he hasn't had any reoccurrence. And wow, uh, when cool. they when when they did um, uh, when they when they scoped uh, the yeah, large yeah, intestine they area, colonoscopy, they, uh, sure. the colonoscopy, they uh, they didn't see any signs of any tears or any damage or any scarring. That's so, awesome. So you know, so and his, he uh, he was he's kind of in around now there. and. And, and uh, doing very well. So, I mean, you know, I've seen it with that. Uh, a lot of stress issues, uh, sleep issues, people that are sick that need to gain an appetite. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I've seen so many different things for, you know, tumor reduction. Uh, over all the years in the store, you know, I've seen so many people come in that have had just, yeah. you know, really positive effects. Right. And how long have you guys had the store now? Uh, I believe it's about five years now. That's great. That's great. That's super cool. Yeah, and, and, you know, it, it, it seems to help a, a lot of people, and uh, you know, I think uh, it, it's a great thing. That's, what about you know, that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about is you know helping other people out in in some form, <clears throat> and this is taking on more of a larger effect these days. You know, more people are using some form of cannabis, whether it's recreational or it's medical. I think you know more medical now these days, <clears throat> and I've got some clients that utilize it. And you know, for me, I really try to think more naturalistic with doing the work that I do in the physical rehab aspect. And this is another way of, you know, not taking the narcotics that your doctor is going to prescribe. This is sort of a great alternative. And I think it's super productive. 
Yeah, I, I would agree with that also. Yeah. I got a quick yeah. question for Jeff. How about how about pets? I think you mentioned it could work for pets also or for animals. You know, I think uh, the in the case of animals, if you have an animal that has, you know, like golden retrievers are very susceptible to hip dysplasia. So I think Ooh, that if you have a right. dog that that has some kind of a, you know, skeletal or, you know, some kind of uh, issue for it, you know, uh, CBDs potentially could help. Um, you know, but, know but as far our... as pets, I know a lot of people try to medicate pets, uh, you know, to get them to calm down or this or that. You know, <laughs> I think dogs are dogs and, you know, right. and, and, and kids are kids. So, you know, <laughs> if you, there's a, a kid or a dog or a cat that is hyperactive or out of control, you know, well, they're kids. So, yeah, you know, yeah. as far as a dog, I think, uh, you know, if it's going to be to uh, treat it for pain or that kind of stuff, I think CBDs are great. But, you know, I, I'm not sure uh, giving THC to a dog is a good idea. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. I like it. All right, yeah. buddy. Well, I thank you so much for your time. And uh, Hey, it was great talking to, to you guys. Uh, yeah. Speaking with you and seeing you again. Thanks, Jeff. And we shall continue this. You and I All right, will uh, great. do another segment. All right, buddy, you take care. All right, have a great week. You too, you too. That was super cool. It, it was. And, you know, it, it just makes me think more about, you know, the reason, and it should be available across all states medically, but because it's all natural. And I think I might have told you recently I had a, I had an issue where I was prescribed a medical food that you ready was a thousand dollars a month. Yeah, you were telling me about that. Thousand dollars a month, and so I went online to research what it was in the active ingredient, and I found a bag containing the same active ingredient through Amazon after doing my research. Yeah. For it was twenty five dollars that has lasted me two months. I went back to my my doctor, and I thought he might be angry, and he was like, "Oh no, let me write it down so I can help other Man. people." Because it's sometimes crazy. you know, the doctors, yeah, you wonder why are they prescribing medicine? That's a thousand. No one could afford a thousand dollars a month. Not a listen. I'm, of course, I'm. I am completely not opposed to medication. Listen, we all probably take. Listen, the, the percentages of young people now that take pharmaceutical drugs is higher than it's been in many, many years, and that stems from different categories, right? Anxiety, yeah. depression, back pain, body pain. It, it, it's across the board. And I'm not against it. I'm all for it. But when you can choose something that is a little less harsh on your system, and again, remember, every time you take something, whether it's even a Tylenol, your body has to go through a breakdown period, right? And it, it causes right. your body to utilize more energy. And anytime you can eliminate your body utilizing extra energy and toxifying your internal organs, I'm all for it. You know, I, I hate giving right. my my son antibiotics when he has uh, reoccurring ear infections, but I know that, my God, what else am I supposed to do? It's a tough one. Yeah, it is. And I know, all right, well, yeah. Yeah, let's go to a quick break, though, because I know we, we have a special guest on, so hang out. We do. Yeah, I'm looking forward to yep, it. Yep, and back in a second. And we are back on Body Talk Live with Jeremy Gaten from Total Fit and Rehab. Uh, if you'd like to visit his website, it is totalfitandrehab.com. And we have a special guest with us today, Dmitry Teriev, MD, and he's an associate at the Center for Rheumatology and the attendant physician at Cedars Sinai Medical Center. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Lori. Uh, thanks, thanks for having me. Absolutely. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Good. You and I have, have talked about doing uh, 
a couple of segments on the show for, for a while, so I'm really super excited. We've got a couple of segments <clears throat> and some really great issues that I know you and I have spoken about that we find and you find really important. And I think one of them is talking about some back issues and what you see and what's important in your practice. Yeah, that's correct. Um, so yeah, so thank you, Jeremy, for for bringing me on. Um, oh, and always. I thought this. Yes, I thought this time uh, we could talk about back pain. It's obviously something yeah. very common. Uh, but I specifically, I wanted to talk about a certain type of back pain. That's something that the rheumatologists, uh, and I'm a rheumatologist, and something that rheumatologists uh, basically pick up that yes. other physicians actually may miss. And I think it's okay. important that people are aware of this and, and are able to address it with the physicians that they're seeing. Um, let me just start off actually just by saying yes. what, what rheumatology is and what, what we do, Please. because I get a lot of blank stares when I mention, you know, I'm a rheumatologist. Um, They're like, what is that? Exactly. You know, even some people in, in medical school may not know what that is. Uh, but uh, so rheumatology is basically a, a study of, of the connective tissues. Uh, we we uh, get involved and manage many different uh, diseases. So a lot of times we, you know, we do help people with the typical osteoarthritis and joint pain from kind of wear and tear. But mm -hmm. what we really specialize in are diseases that are, uh, that are um, brought on by your immune system. So when your immune system goes into a little bit of an overdrive or goes into a little bit of a chaos and starts causing yeah. uh, certain symptoms, starts attacking certain things in your body, that's what a rheumatologist is for, so we, tr we try to tease that out and see what is happening and what we can help with. A lot of times it's, uh, you know, so your immune system is designed yeah. to, you know, fight bacteria, fight the viruses, and, and it does so when, when needed, but sometimes it'll get confused and basically start fighting your own organs, uh, whether it's joints, whether it's kidneys, lungs, heart, and uh, that uh, actually takes uh, takes some time to figure out because it can yeah. present in all sorts of ways. It uh, it can be can be very ambiguous and very challenging to diagnose. In a way, rheumatologists are also kind of detectives. We get called into hospital when really all the other fields are scratching their heads, and you know one says it's not oh. mine, and the other says it's not mine, and so they call right. rheumatologists in just to try to figure that out. Now um, here's a so question that's, that's for rheumatology. you. Yeah. Can someone come to you with general health issues as well? You know, can you also be part of a team as acting as a general practitioner for somebody as well? So absolutely. So rheumatologists okay. are internal medicine doctors first, and then we basically do a fellowship in rheumatology. Um, we uh, so and and with. The diseases that we treat, they usually evolve, involve multiple organs. So we end up okay. being for example, kind of primary like, care doctors and internal in, internists mm -hmm. uh, from that perspective and uh, uh, really try to treat the whole patient. And what are some examples of some of the immune issues that you see? Someone's going to come to you with what type of issues? You know, if, if someone, you know, we're, we're talking about back issues. So if someone's back bothering them and they come to see you, what are some of the other immune issues that could be causing some of these back problems and discomfort that this person's going through? Sure. So let me just actually back up a little bit, if you don't mind, and just uh, please know, yeah. just talk about back pain in, in, in general, first of all. Uh, so just for your guests to know, back pain is, uh, is very common, actually 95% of our population will have back pain at one point or another. So it's very common. It's the fifth most common reason that uh, patients see doctors. And it really wow. costs uh, the, the, the country about $50 billion a year just taking care of back pain. Um, the majority of the back pain is what we call mechanical. So there are a lot of things okay. that go into the, how your spine is formed, and there are a lot of things that can go wrong. You know, you have people here, spinal stenosis, that's narrowing of the canal where the spinal cord runs. People have uh, uh, disc problems. You know, the discs are are these 
gelatin type of material that's sitting, yeah. sitting between the vertebrae, which are made from bone. People yeah. can have uh, nerve impingement where this can <clears throat> touch the nerve, uh, or people can have arthritis of the back and facet arthritis. The facets are, are joints that connect the vertebra, and those can get arthritic yeah. just like any other joint. They can cause pain by itself, or they can become enlarged, just like people get enlarged joints in their hands, and that enlarged joint can actually start pinching on a nerve. But all those wow. things are anatomic and mechanical, uh, okay. where you know you go in, you can do a in- local injection, or you can have surgery if it's severe, and those mechanical and anatomic issues can be can be cleared up. Uh, what rheumatologists speci- specialize in, like I said earlier, is is uh, autoimmune cause for back pain. So here, okay. all of a sudden, yeah. it's your immune system that's actually causing inflammation in the back. So you don't have to slip a disc. You don't have to injure your back uh, to have these types of pains. You can be completely not moving and still mm-hmm. develop uh, back pains because it's your immune system that's causing inflammation in the back. And uh, this is actually um, a, uh, a phenomenon that occurs anywhere from 0.5 to 1.5% of our population here in the United States. So that's quite uh, a bit. There is, that's quite a bit. There is a genetic component to it. And there's a gene called HLA-B27 that uh, if you have that gene, and about 8% of the Caucasian population will have that gene, people are 90 times more likely to develop uh, this inflammation of the back. Yeah. And also, um, what's, what's also interesting is what we're dis- uh, discovering. Uh, the, the original thinking was this was actually one of the few autoimmune diseases that uh, is male predominant. And people thought that, and doctors thought that the male to female ratio was nine to one, where it's okay. much more male predominant. And a lot of women ended up being missed with this diagnosis, ended up, you know, suffering needlessly uh, with back wow. pain that wasn't responding to any, you know, any conventional treatments. Right now, what we think, the ratio is more uh, three to one. So you can see much, much more f- uh, frequent in women than were originally From thought. the women. And these are more sort of autoimmune type issues that are causing the back pain. Correct. And the disease that I'm specifically talking about, the name to this is ankylosing spondylitis. Okay. Uh, This is a disease. Ankylosing means kind of fusion of the bones. Uh, Spondy means means, uh, uh, backbones and arthritis, uh, inflammation of those bones. So you get inflammation of the bones, and then the final outcome is actually fusion of those bones, which then will severely interfere with the mobility of the spine. Um, there are associated diseases uh, that are uh-huh. that make you more predisposed to developing uh, ankylosing spondylitis, and we talked a little bit about getting into those as well. Uh, but yeah. the associated diseases are there's a few main ones. Uh, Crohn's disease or colitis or generally inflammatory bowel disease. About I'm in that book. Of, that, that's yeah. right. Um, 20% of those patients, and I actually did the study myself at Cedars-Sinai where we looked at uh, uh, CT scans of patients with, uh, with yeah. inflammatory bowel disease, and up to 20% of those patients will actually have evidence of, of ankylosing spondylitis without the patient ever even knowing. You know, it barely Interesting. Got, it's really got, barely picked up on, on the CT scan reads that the radiologist would read out. Other than... In, in, yeah, go ahead. What were you saying? No, I was just going to say, so another common disease that uh, can, can affect the spine this way is psoriasis. And that affects up to 5% of our population. And about 30% of those individuals will get psoriatic arthritis, uh, which with inflammation of their bones, of their joints, and of their back. And a lot of times they don't even know that, you know, this is a possibility and they end up going right. diagnosed. And um, I know and really for the, me, you know, having ulcerative colitis, um, it's, it's tough because I do also experience, you know, some of these autoimmune issues, you know, with my back and, and joint discomforts. Yeah. <clears throat> and you and I have worked on that because... Uh, I've come to you personally to deal with some of these issues, and we've been able to uh, conquer and, and work on trying to figure out what's going to work best for, for me personally. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you, you know, for those people that 
don't um, have the information, I think this is really great information for those people that are suffering with back pain and, and body pain to get it checked out. That's right. And find and, out uh, really what's going on. And, and th- yep. these diseases are, are challenging to diagnose in a way because another actually name for, for the, the family of these diseases is called seronegative spondyloarthritis. And seronegative means that they don't show up in the blood work. And a lot of times, uh, you know, something that a regular physician can check, like your inflammatory markers, those are easily checked in, in most labs. Yeah. But in these diseases, a lot of times the inflammatory markers are actually normal. And that's why they even, they took a, there's a study that where they took uh, 100 uh, uh, patients with uh, diagnosed fibromyalgia. And okay. They basically did MRIs of their spines. And they found that uh, 25% of those actually had evidence of uh, ankylosing spondylitis and not fibromyalgia, which is obviously treated very differently. Wow. Wow, so wow, very interesting. This is, this is really interesting. I, I am, we are going to go to a break. Doctor, would you stay on the line with us? Absolutely. Okay, let's go to a break. And if you'd like to call on live, you can call 888-627-6008. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Body Talk Live with Jeremy Gateman, and we have special guest uh, Dr. Dimitri Karyev, and we've been talking about, you know, you're, you're a rheumatology doctor, and you've been explaining, you know, about autoimmune diseases affecting that. So I'm going to ask you a question, if that's okay. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Okay. So I've, I've been diagnosed with IBS. It's probably really IBD after 30 years. Does stress play a large part in autoimmune diseases? And I, and I ask that because I'm a hyperactive person. I'm not a low-key person. So I think I always am stressed. Yes, the stress is, uh, is, does play a big role. And I always joke around with my patients, you know, if, if anybody ever needs a, a prescription from me to, to say that, uh, you know, reduce stress immediately, I'm, I'm more than happy to give you that prescription. <laughs> but uh, stress does play a, a major role. I'll give you an example um, you know, one of our patients uh, with inflammatory bowel disease uh, who has been, you know, stable for for many years uh, on the same types yeah. of medication, same dosages, you know, all of a sudden she got engaged and, uh, you know, that obviously raises the stress with the, with the planning of the wedding and, yep. you know, she completely flared up. Uh, it's, wow. You know, this, I can give you example after example where stress does play a certain role. Stress will do all sorts of... Uh, uh, immune system uh, uh, phenomenon. So, yes, stress uh, does play a major role. You know, how do we deal with that stress? It's very individually dependent, but uh, it, to the short of the short of it is, is yes, it does flare up. I don't and, and it's and it's tough because I know I'm completely guilty of it. <clears throat> um, you know, with with my digestive system and etc. You know, if I'm stressed, I absolutely feel it, and it's tough. It really is. I think that, you know, in today's society, um, and you probably see this with your patients, there's more stress now. There's more things that are going on in our world and in our society that bring up those stress levels than there has been in many, many years. There's more responsibilities. And so, you know, talking about back issues, because even in my practice, that's largely what I see is how do you deal with that? You know, when someone comes in to see you and they're experiencing back discomforts, what are the things that you like to first go through? Sure. Or what are, what's sort of most important to you? And I know you personally, and I know you in, 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 in such a tremendous way, and, and I've got so much respect for you, and I don't know if I've ever shared that with you, but it's the honest-to-God truth that well, thank you. you're someone that is so special 
and you think outside the box, and not only me as being one of your patients, but for all your other patients, we're super lucky because most physicians don't do that. Um, so I just wanted to quickly put that out there. But knowing you think outside the box and you're super creative, what are some of your paths when someone comes to see you with issues? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, when somebody comes to see me with back pain, uh, it's always important to, to try to differentiate whether we're dealing with, with mechanical back pain and everything that I've mentioned from a yeah. atomic uh, abnormality to the, the inflammatory back pain. And some of the symptoms of inflammatory back pain. So it's a it's a um, it's pain that starts off early on. So people that that uh, I always get a, a red flag when somebody comes in and tells me, you know, I've been having pain since my 20s or 30s, because one of the criteria for diagnosing inflammatory back pain is pain onset before the age of 45. With mechanical wow, back okay. pain, it's usually something that either is triggered by an injury. Or, you know, gets onset uh, in people's kind of later, you know, 50s, 60s, 70s, and so forth. With now, what about activity pain. level? Does so that activity matter? level, that's, that's interesting because the, the few patients that I've, that I've had that I diagnosed in their 60s and 70s, where they went undiagnosed all those years, were, were patients that actually had had a, a tremendous activity level, basically trying to fight through the inflammation with with strengthening their back and basically with with uh, working on mobility on their back and, and working on strengthening their back. So right. it's it's activity level is important to actually mitigate the symptoms. So it's it's onset of uh, of early uh, early back pain. It's back okay. pain that people wake up with. It's back pain that when people wake up, they feel stiff in the back, they feel pain in the back. Sometimes they can be woken up in the middle of the night because of their back. And then as they start moving around, and that stiffness can last 30 minutes, but a lot of times a few hours. But as they start moving around throughout the day, their back actually starts getting better. And then as Ooh. they uh, you know, go back again to, to, to bed, they again wake up and the cycle continues. So it's 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 morning back pain, morning stiffness, as opposed to mechanical, which is people wake up actually feeling pretty good, and then as they start, you know, using their back, they actually get worse. And so then going also, back to, mm-hmm. if I want to ask you a quick question, going back sure. to someone that's, you know, it, it's time for bed, it's 10, 11 o'clock, <clears throat> they're sleeping for six to eight hours, and they wake up stiff. So mm-hmm. not only can what can somebody do, but also as, uh, we're going to have a segment on, on another future show of talking about beds because I get tons of questions about, you know, is my bed too old? You know, I'm waking up stiff. So how much of that has to do with how you sleep or is it really just the inflammatory issue and the settling of your body over that specific period of time? The way that we try to, to differentiate that is, is the, the severity of the stiffness and the duration of the stiffness. So okay. very commonly in, in people with, with stiffness anywhere, whether it's uh, uh, you know peripheral joints, hands, feet, or uh, spine, if the stiffness is over 30 minutes, usually that means there's more of an inflammatory component to it. With osteoarthritic stiffness, and people with osteoarthritis definitely get stiffness, it's usually, you know, five, ten minutes people will say, okay, I wake up, my hands are a little stiff, I, you know, yeah, move around yeah. and it takes about five minutes to go away. And that's usually the, the typical osteoarthritic or kind of wear and tear stiffness. But when we deal with autoimmune stiffness, with inflammatory stiffness, it's usually 30 minutes uh, to two hours that you're stiff. Wow, that's a long period of time. And I know... Lori, you have a routine that you and I have talked about many a times that you do in the morning before you get up with your yeah, hands and in your feet. My hands and my feet, right. I have to stretch out my fingers, almost like isometrics. Uh, my, my fingers, you know, my hands against hands, finger against finger, and then um, also pulling back my toes and my feet because I'm hypermobile. If I just mm-hmm. wake up and try to step out of bed, I would literally fall over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then it's too far away for me to go and help her. You to the hypermobility okay, obviously now. predisposes you to developing those, and Jeremy can definitely comment on that. I know he has some of his expertise is in that. Um, okay. But 
and you know, uh, she is in Florida, so you know, my my challenge is she's too far away for me to help her out sometimes, but. We're going to hopefully resolve that one of these days, either with me visiting her her coming out here to, uh, to yeah. visit as well. Yeah, and it's been very but interesting I, listening, listening to the doctor on some of the things that I, I'm thinking maybe I should be going to see a rheumatologist, because I don't think enough people know what a rheumatologist is. No, that's, yeah. that's correct. And you know, Unless they get referred to by, by their primary care doctors, and obviously some some have certain incentives to refer, or some have certain incentives not to refer. Um, unless they get referred, then a lot of people uh, really, you know, don't have that access. Um, Let's. So I want to talk yeah. quickly, too, real quick about where your office is, so people get the information out there too. So you're located. So uh, <clears throat> my address is eight six four zero West Third Street. Uh, we're on the third floor. Uh, room uh, suite 300, and uh, we're right across Cedar Sinai on Third Street. So we're pretty easy to find. There's a big sign that says Center for Rheumatology on our building, and uh, there are three rheumatologists. Uh, so I'm part one of the three, and we all do the same thing. We uh, we basically have meetings about you know mutual patients, and we really kind of try to keep keep a nice unity going, so uh, yeah. so our patients can uh, can just feel comfortable seeing all of us. Well, thank yeah. you. Thank you so much for for being on the show, Dr. Terry. Hopefully, we'll have you we'll have you back on. Yeah, we're about out of time, but that was really fascinating um, to that listen to. Great, well, my and, pleasure. and I wanted to ask you too um, if you would, because I know you and I have spoken about some other things. If you would come back and and do another show with us in the next couple of weeks, that would be uh, really great. Absolutely, yes. Uh, okay. Thank you for, for having me. It would be my pleasure to come back. Uh, there's a lot of things that we can talk about, even still on this on this subject. We didn't. Yeah. You, you mentioned, you asked me about treatments, and I, you know, I didn't go into them yet just because it's a whole... It's a whole, yeah, we need you for, uh, for a whole show, yeah. I think. <laughs> so let's, exactly, keep, uh, exactly. let's keep the excitement going. Take a look at your schedule, and you see if you've got time uh, next Thursday, and if you do then uh, you and I and Lori will be able to spend some more time together. Okay, well, we'll talk about that. And just as a cliffhanger, uh, there are really good treatments for inflammatory back pain. As of 1998, uh, there are treatments that work really, really well. Uh, before 1998, we were stuck. We, we didn't have many choices. Now there are wow. more and more choices, and, and really these diseases, we catch them early. People do extremely well. There's no, They do not develop any sort of limitations to their life if we catch the disease early. So yeah, it's a, it's a, yeah. Yeah, so sorry, we got to we get into that. Yeah. <laughs> we got to cut it short here. I want to th thank you guys, and thank you for joining us on Body Talk Live with Jeremy Gateman of Total Fit and Rehab. Join us again next week for another exciting and informative show. Now, you can check out his website page at totalfitandrehab.com. That's totalfitandrehab.com. Be well. I know I'm wasting all my time Standing that coffin line And we've been sitting around the table Drinking job about the cup You know what? My lady wants me home But when I sit down I can't get up <laughs>